In today's show, we are joined by Alex Wong, Director of Alex KY Wong Asset Management. Good morning, Alex. Hi, good morning. And by Charu Chanmala, uh, Market Strategist at Saxe Markets. Good morning, Char- Charu. Hi, good morning. So let's start with... Um, it's been quite quite news day, so let's start with something completely different. Let's. Do you guys think soft landing in the US is actually possible, or is it something that's just... Uh, false hope that people are hanging on to at the moment? Alex? I think uh, this is a really difficult question because we had been expecting a slowdown in the U.S. economy or recessions uh, coming. But the job market is uh, is uh, very resilient. And I think uh, the if we, we, if we have an alternate scenario to soft landing, that probably could be a very abrupt change and a very um, sudden hard landing probably. So I think uh, this is either one. So right now, uh, I, I'm I'm still hoping for a soft landing, actually. Cherry? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, actually, market is celebrating this disinflation and the peak in interest rates. But, of course, we need to, you know, get beyond that and understand whether the tightening cycle really brings us a soft landing or a recession. Um, and the economic data out of the U.S. has been looking pretty robust, right? Looking at their Q2 GDP numbers, consumer confidence, job data, as Alex mentioned as well, it's been holding up quite well. Uh, but I think something that really concerns me is the, the credit risks. There's a, there's a rising wave of um, credit maturities from the corporate credit markets. Uh, so that wall of corporate debt, you know, especially for uh, the BBB minus rated debt, which, you know, which if downgraded by just one notch could get into the junk status, right? Uh, I think that's, that's a big concern for me. And those concerns were really, you know, highlighted by the Fitch downgrade as well. Uh, last week that the, the debt trajectory for the U.S. overall is not looking um, very sustainable at this moment. So uh, I think I'm going to be a little bit cautious here and add that uh, certainly, I mean, you know, while markets continue to celebrate uh, this disinflation, uh, I think there are risks that we could uh, get a, a modest recession late in this year because of these rising credit risks. But you talk about U.S. credit risks. I mean, have that, that's been around for the last 30, 40, 50 years. It's not something new. So why are we so concerned about it today then? I mean, certainly the tightening cycle right now, if uh, the, the, the corporate debt has to be refinanced, um, even if interest rates uh, you know, do not change from here, we don't see any further rate hikes. Uh, there's a high potential that a lot of this uh, debt will be refinanced at a substantially higher rate there where it has been. And uh, that certainly kind of translates into a significant amount of uh, financial conditions tightening. Um, and then let's not forget that the high yield sector, which certainly is at the biggest risk, that employs about 15 to 20 percent of the U.S. labor force as well. So if there are delinquencies, if there are, uh, you know, defaults, uh, this unemployment rate could shoot up very sharply as well. So certainly it's a game of where interest rates are today where, versus where they were in the last several decades, right? Well, I think uh, if uh, something that drastic happened, probably I, uh, people would expect the, the weights to come down very fast. So that's why I think the equity market actually may not be too too bad eventually. I think uh, right now... Um, the, the, the risk is more on those uh, companies which are not financially disciplined. And so I think that people are going for um, 
the towards those are financially healthy companies. So you can see, even though the uh, U.S. market actually are quite resilient, uh, actually the the strength in the market is uh, quite uh, quite cornered and concentrate on those uh, counters. So uh, uh, companies which are weak in uh, um, in financial, uh, uh, in, in the balance sheet, and uh, or companies which are basing more on the future earnings actually are not being supported right now. So I think uh, the if you look at the equity market, probably we will see a polarized performance. Yeah, I mean, you look at some of the large cap techs, for example, uh, tech companies, for example, they've got quite high ca- cash balances, so they are probably benefiting from this higher interest rate environment because their cash is now generating a return. Yeah, and also the index actually tilted towards them. So uh, probably uh, we would see uh, those companies have become more dominant. And um, and if you look at the recent share price performance of ARKK, actually it uh, has been come down quite a lot since last week. So I think the, the, the concern on the Fitch downgrade actually is on the gold stock sector right now. And companies with, with no current earnings actually is being uh, uh, discounted more right now. So Cherry, do you think people are now going back to say traditional ways of looking at them at these companies because i mean we've heard about 20 years where it was all about maus and you you know data and people just acquiring uh clients without necessarily looking at profits but now markets want to reward companies that are being well run and generating profits and actually financially secure it so is is it now kind of reversal of what's happened over the last 20 years I mean, definitely, I think the focus on quality is getting larger, right? Because of the kind of volatility uh, that uh, that we've seen in the equity markets over the last year, certainly uh, Wix has been depressed over the last few uh, months now. Uh, but I mean, I would say that uh, these large cap companies, and especially because of uh, this artificial intelligence theme that's been going around for uh, much of this year, has boosted valuations of some of those companies to a bubble territory as well. And, uh, you know, uh, I think that becomes a little bit unsustainable if they cannot be justified by earnings. Now, whether that company has a large amount of cash or not will become a little bit uh, less relevant at that stage, you know, because um, uh, all the the high multiples, I mean, the the top seven or eight companies in uh, the S&P 500 are trading at, what, 32x PE right now, whereas the index is trading at 1920. Uh, so certainly to be able to justify those valuations, those companies need to deliver a much healthier um, earnings performance. And, uh, you know, this, this earnings season, we've seen that, you know, they've either met or uh, kind of given a slight beat to expectations. But again, that did not translate into a lot of exuberance in stock prices because uh, I think much more was expected. A stronger beat was expected given where they are trading at right now. Sticking with the US, Alex, um, we've had you know, Michelle Bowman over the weekend from the Fed saying that she expects interest rates to rise again. Do you think that might be one right rise too many or is it something that the markets can continue to a cushion and still look pretty solid in terms of earnings and the general economy. I think in terms of a rate hike chance, I think the market actually uh, probably would expect one more hike is possible. 
But uh, the Fitch downgrade actually is uh, already putting a fall on those long-term rates and putting the long-term rates um, a little bit higher right now. The bonds market actually is quite weak recently. So uh, the long-term rates actually are going a little bit higher already. That is effectively a weak hike to me. So I think uh, another hike pop is possible. And um, but the market is exp- uh, is uh, is expecting that, so uh, we probably we will still be data dependent, and and the inflation trend actually is favorable right now. I think uh, we probably may see the inflation data to come down, uh, and and that would ease some concern. But I think uh, the overall picture is that uh, we probably may see these um, high rates to stay longer than previously expected. Yeah, sure. I mean, if you look at the longer dated uh, yields, they are starting to creep up. And, you know, you look at the 10 year, it's now back up above 4%. Um, is that a sign that all this hopes of all these rate cuts next year that people are hoping on is not necessarily going to come through? I mean, certainly something, yeah, we should keep an eye on because as much as, uh, you know, as I started uh, with saying that the markets have been celebrating this inflation and it's certainly been. Uh, a great, uh, you know, um, kind of pleasant surprises in that inflation data. But uh, uh, looking at where oil prices are, you know, we've seen six consecutive weeks of gains there uh, in oil prices now. Uh, so even though, um, you know, the services side of inflation is now cooling, which has the prices coming down, uh, there is a risk that we could see another spike higher in the goods. Uh, prices. Uh, it may not, of course, go back up uh, to the 8-9% kind of inflation that we saw last year, but there are certainly risks that inflation would not come down to the 2% target that the Fed has. And uh, that itself is, you know, reason enough for the Fed to consider, um, you know, con- keeping these rates um, higher uh, well into the next year so that, you know, um, they could I think, get more confidence about really being uh, having resolved this uh, inflation problem. But going back to the point I made earlier, I think the big um, story here to watch would be how those credit risks materialize, because if they do uh, see a lot of delinquencies, a lot of uh, bankruptcies happening, uh, I think the Fed may also have to pivot sooner. Yeah, Alex, Cherry just mentioned about the oil prices. Um, they have been creeping up over the last six weeks. People haven't really been talking about that. I mean, everyone's looking at the inflation numbers and going, oh, they're starting to come down and look a little bit more benign. But that is something to be concerned about going forward, is it not? Oh, yeah. Yeah, if uh, oil prices continue to do like this, then I think uh, people will be concerned. And also the food price actually may be another concern because uh, right now we probably have... Uh, more cases like India are banning uh, the, uh, the the export of rice. I think that probably may be another point of concern in eventually. So uh, right now, I think uh, uh, China probably would be would be help to export some deflationary pressure to the world. So that's probably happening. But uh, the the commodity market actually should be should be interesting to watch because actually commodities has been underperforming the equity market for quite some time already. So I think uh, probably maybe some fund folks are coming back to commodities if if there's a a, a momentum build up. Yeah, so Cherry, who wins out? The Chinese deflationary export or oil prices rising and general feel good factors causing inflation in the West? So what's going to eventually win out there? Uh, what wins out is going to be, of course, difficult to say, but these are certainly very important factors. I think for oil prices particularly, I mean, of course, there are supply side issues. You know, we've seen underinvestment in that sector for many, many years. 
uh, and that is starting to weigh into the supply along with all that OPEC is doing, right? Saudi Arabia is now extending its production cuts into September as well, and they might likely, uh, you know, extend it even further or even deepen the cuts. And then, of course, exports out of Russia continue to be threatened as well now as we are seeing these escalating geopolitical tensions and, you know, um, even the impact on Black Sea does in, uh, impact Russia's oil exports because 15 to 20 percent of Russia's oil exports comes via the Black Sea as well. So, I mean, the supply side issues are underpinning these uh, gains that we have seen in the oil market. But again, I'll, I mean, going back again to what I said earlier, right now the demand side does not look as weak. But uh, late into 2023, that could potentially change. We could see uh, the economic outlook deteriorating, and that means that the demand side of um, uh, the oil prices would, uh, would start to mean that oil prices get capped again, um, I would say, at least for this year, even though these structural supply issues are still there. Um, and, of course, you know, China's stimulus measures, they've been quite targeted. They've been uh, um, less uh, severe than expected, and they haven't been helping to bring up that inflation. So I guess that deflationary force is likely to be the overruling uh, factor here. But again, you know, certainly grain prices, like Alex mentioned, that's something to watch because it's a play of what climate conditions do and what geopolitics do, and that certainly isn't in anybody's control, right? So, All right. Um, unfortunately, that's all we have got time for. I mean, there's so many more questions I could answer. I mean, could ask, but uh, thank you very much, Alex, for com- and Chari for coming on. That was Alex Wong, Director of Alex KY Wong Asset Management and Cherry Chanana, market strategist at Saxe Markets. Thank you, guys.